up, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Welcome back, Angela Yee. Hey, good to be here. You don't sound. You sound like it's Monday. I hear Monday in your voice. Listen, it was a lot of bad weather. It took a lot for me to get back. Charlemagne the God. What's the oh peace to the planet? It's Tuesday. What's the? I forgot what day it was. Forgot what day it was. I thought you forgot your name. Y'all woke up this morning. It was dark. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah, it's out. been raining and stuff. Yeah, but ain't this daylight saving time? Ain't supposed to be like daytime? Yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's raining. It's like hurricane season over here. That's I uh-huh. can't listen. My flight got canceled. Couldn't get back Sunday. Then yesterday I was traveling for twelve hours trying to get home. My flight got diverted to DC. Then there was a long, long wait there. I didn't think we were gonna make it. Like, what do you mean, make it? Like, I didn't think we were going to make it back. I like, I oh, I'm like, like damn, yeah. Goodness gracious. I thought we were going to be stuck in D.C. overnight. Oh, you made it sound like y'all about to die. I was like, what? I didn't think we were going to make people, it. People, you know how people get, too, when you're on a flight. And, <gasps> and then when you're laying, everybody claps. Yeah! I think there was like a we light reach. clapping. We but people we were exhausted because it was like 12 hours. A flight that should have took three hours. Well, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. You made it. You're still yes. here. That's right. Thanos didn't snap you. Mm-mm, not we at all. It. Well, if he did, but the Avengers went back and saved you. But shout out to New Orleans. I had a great time in New Orleans uh, celebrating my fresh juices. Yeah, shout out to New Orleans. Drink fresh juice. Mm-hmm. Well, this morning, uh, Ghetto Boys will be joining us. Well, what? two-thirds of the Ghetto Boys, because you'll never have the whole Ghetto Boys again, Correct. because uh, rest in peace, Bushwick Should Bill. Uh-huh. But um, the legendary Brad Jordan, Scarface, and uh, Willie D will be joining us. Mm-hmm. They have a new podcast that I hope y'all are listening to. It launched last week mm-hmm. called The Ghetto Boys Reloaded on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. That's right. So we'll be talking to him, talking to them this morning That's about right. about that. And, and I mean, come on, it's the Ghetto Boys. They celebrated 30 years of uh, We Can't Be Stopped this past weekend. I think mm-hmm. it was I think July 9th. When was the 9th? Whenever the 9th was. 9th or 11th? 13th? 9th? Was it the 9th? It was the 9th. 11th. July 9th. We Can't Be Stopped came out uh, 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll kick it with them in a little bit. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. He's doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of tweets about you guys. Um, (laughs) Yes, and we are going to talk about a rapper from Chicago, and he was walking out of jail and ended up getting killed. I would call that an assassination. Lord have mercy. Sheesh. All right. Well, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. What's happening? Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. All right, game four. That's tomorrow night, right? Suns, Bucks, 9 o'clock. It's tomorrow? I thought it was tonight. It's tomorrow? Is it tonight or tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know either. Now, okay. also, did the NBA play, um, did they play in uh, the Olympics? Did they play yet or no? They, they lost last night to yeah. Australia. They lost again? <laughs> sure You're goddamn right. They lost again. Listen, man, it's just a reflection of what's happening in America. Oh, America doesn't goodness. lead in anything anymore. Okay? I mean, never really has. All we really make is noise, but, you know. Was that uh, was that a real game or was that an exhibition nah, game? No, it was an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Smacked. What the hell is going on? What else you got, Yee? Uh, so a Chicago rapper, he was gunned down after he walked out of jail and he was just had been fitted for an ankle bracelet. 31-year-old Landre Sylvester, he left Cook County Jail about 9 p.m. 
And this was on Saturday night. That's when gunmen got out of two parked cars. They shot him 64 times at least. Goodness gracious. According to a police report, two women were also injured. One was a 60-year-old woman who had just posted his bond, and another was a 35-year-old woman who worked at the jail. So he had been jailed for violating the conditions of his release on a 2020 gun charge. He posted $5,000 bail on Friday. They were walking to a car that was waiting on Saturday when they were ambushed. He was hit in the face and chest, and the woman was struck in her knee. The other woman was grazed by a bullet. They said the shooters did flee in their vehicles in different directions. Police are now looking at surveillance footage. Let me tell you something. I pray nobody hates me that much. For someone to take a penitentiary chance to shoot you 60-plus times as you are coming out of jail, they wanted you gone for a reason. Goodness that means some people were sitting around plotting Let's take him out. That's that's scary. And where was this again? Uh, this was in Chicago, outside yeah. of Cook County Jail. His, his his rapper name was KTS Dre. And sixty four times. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. That's outside of jail with all the police outside. As you're of jail? walking to your car. You, oh my goodness! I want to know how many guns was that? How many guns was that? Was that two guns? And the fact that they haven't found them is right outside the. Out the, outside the jail. That is wild. There's, no, there's got to be surveillance footage, right? Has to be. Yeah, they're looking at surveillance footage right now. They said the cars fled in different d- uh, directions. All right, now, Illinois has become the first state, since we're talking about Chicago, to require teaching Asian American history in schools. So that's the first state that has mandated that that be part of their public school curriculum. They said a lot of the legislation around these kinds of curricular decisions are often symbolic. They are signals by legislators or priorities and where they stand and what's important to the state. What really happens on the ground is going to vary tremendously. So they have to teach the contributions of Asian American communities to the economic, cultural, social, and political development of the U.S. in addition to Asian American civil rights advancements, among other aspects of history. And uh, Tyson Foods Chicken is being recalled for a possible listeria con- contamination. It's a massive recall. It first was announced on Saturday, and it now has grown by nearly 500,000 pounds. So they're saying almost 9 million pounds of frozen and cooked chicken products are part of that recall. That's in Walmart, Kroger, uh, Target, Publix, H-E-B, and Wegmans. Those are among the retailers that sold Tyson-branded, fully cooked, and frozen products. And there's also private label products that are part of that recall that were made for restaurants like Jet's Pizza, Casey's General Store, Marco's Pizza, and Little Caesars. Man, we at the point where we just need to grow our own chicken, don't we? Yeah, when you hear these recalls, do you throw your chicken out? Grow your chicken? Uh, no. No. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I, I hear all these recalls. I've never been like, you know what? I got to throw the chicken out, babe. We've reached the I, point where we got to grow our own chicken. Get you some chicken seeds, plant the chicken seeds, water them every day, okay? And grow your own chicken. Well, each package of the recall product has the establishment code P7089, and they have a full list of those products that are recalled on the USDA website and TysonFoods.com. Damn. All right. That is your front page news. Wasn't there something going on with the chicken before, though? Wasn't it a chicken shortage? Yeah. yeah. it was Actually, chicken's been a lot more expensive, is what people were complaining about. Damn. Them cows, man. Them cows on them Chick-fil-A commercials going to have to stop, stop telling people to eat more chicken. Yeah, and you could get Mm-mm-mm. um you can get food poisoning from that. So if you have diarrhea, if you have a fever, those are... I don't think I ever threw chicken out when I heard a recall. I'm just thinking about it now. But if you have Tyson in particular, Tyson chicken, maybe you should. It. Well, that's the frying kills all some the of germs. Some, some heard, of it right? is fully that's cooked. That's what I was always said. Frying kills the germs. I, mean, I don't know I where I was taught that. No damn chicken. But the frying kills all the germs. You fry the chicken, the germs die. Even the salmonella. I, I never seen my mama throw out no chicken. By the way, don't listen to anything that anybody on The Breakfast Club is saying right now. This is just all, you know, the way we've lived. Well, they're saying do not eat these products, okay? You can return them or you can throw them away. I'm just being honest. Y'all ever throw out chicken? 
Not if there's a recall, like, you know, remember there's always been like a recall and stuff like spinach or things like that. I will not oh, eat please, it. Oh, please, take the spinach. Take the spinach. Recall it. Recall it. Recall it. I'm just trying to help y'all, okay? It can be serious. You can get some real serious illnesses if you're pregnant, if you have a weakened immune system. I'm just giving you the warning. I'm with you, but I know. I you to throw it out. Mama and grandma's grease kills whatever's in that damn chicken. That I know. I've never seen grandma or mama throw out no chicken. All right, but that's front page news. You seen them throw out grease? Nope. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why. That grease protects you from everything. Okay? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Again, the number's 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? For 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I don't want to hear no Jeep Cherokee commercial, King. 2011. Yo, Rick, turn that down, Rick. Turn that down. What's up, Rick? Sorry, man. Yo, the boy. Yo, Yo, if you ever ate from this deli in New York City, you don't, you don't need to throw away nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Definitely don't That's do that. Facts. <laughs> if, you, if you ever ate from the deli and drank, drank a tropical fantasy, you are immune to everything. I'm with you. That's fantasy. facts. I'm with you. I tell you something else that's nasty in New York. Them damn food trucks. You ever see the food trucks when they park them? Them things be covered in rats. That food be good a, though. If you ever ate a New York that. hot dog, you are immune from everything, man. Throwing mm-hmm. out chicken. Are you crazy? That's sacrilegious. Okay. All right. Well, I'm with you, Rick. I'm kind of with him. I told y'all. Hello, who's this? It's Rich from Florida. Rich, what up? Yo, Charlemagne is stupid, yo. My son, I just dropped my son off to school, and he asked me. Uh, what is Charlamagne talking about planting chickens? Planting seeds. <laughs> you know, when I heard that, too, I ain't gonna front. I was like, you know, Charlamagne from South Carolina, so I said it might be something different down there. I, I, said, said, I, I said growing chicken. He said grow chicken. Yo, you grow, you put he, seeds down, chicken grow. He was just saying he was talking about, we should plant chickens. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now he's in school telling people they can plant chickens. Well, first thing you need to teach your son is sarcasm, sir. <laughs> By the way, Charlamagne, I don't know how many more yo-yo-yos you have left, bro. I think you need to start putting that on pre-recording. I know, right? Don't tell him that. It's getting harder and harder every day. Don't, don't tell him the that. The older I get. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, though. Good morning, man. Peace, King. Thank you, brother. All right. They do got chicken seeds, though. Yo, you you plant it. chicken seeds. Stop it, man. You grow whatever kind of chicken stop you it, want. Man. Grilled, Hello. teriyaki, fried. Stop it, man. Hello, who's this? Hey. Hey, good morning. Hey. Get it off your chest. Good morning, good morning. My first time, I finally able to get on uh, one of, what, what y'all is, 103? It depends yeah, where you calling from. Where you calling from? Where you calling from? I'm calling, I'm calling from Boyan Beach. I'm calling from Boyan Beach. And from I'm taking something off my chest. Okay. I don't know what that's at. Okay, so I want to get off my chest about the bitter baby mothers when Uh-oh. their baby fathers move on with their life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, and, now all of a sudden you want to threat the girls, threaten the girl that they're with, their children, saying that, oh, I don't like the bitch. I just, I'm going to sue her. Yeah, I, I don't like all this subbing you doing, yo. Speak directly, this okay? Like Speak directly this, or it don't who matter. Who is this baby mama that's bothering you? Who, who, who's baby mother bothering me? My fiance baby's mother. Baby's mm-hmm. mother is bothering me. What's her name? Her name is Brandy. Now what is he doing about this? He's he being his hands are tied because his Oh my God. He got to handle that. Right. It, no, everybody's scared to handle her because they feel like she's a paralegal 
and she know all of her work. But like I told her, you're the dummy because you said it's in a text messages, threatening, saying if you see me and my kids, you'll shoot us in the face. So I called the police. Police say I can't do nothing about it. Well, well, I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want any violence to happen. But you know, I'm, I think Brandy's trying to tell you that the boy is mine. Just shut up, man. Yeah, these are ter- these are terroristic threats, and he and I will say this: your fiance has a responsibility to step up and uh, figure out how to take care of this, and you can't be just alone with his hands tied and you dealing with it by yourself. Exactly. And all I want him to do is just step up and, and let her know, hey, I'm sorry, I don't move on. Now, now you, you didn't want him because he wasn't good enough in your mother's eyes, but now he's over here and we don't condition each other and we don't step it up a notch and build this build business. Now you're bitter. Well, you, well you maybe you should talk to him. One. Yeah, and maybe Brandy thinks it's still something there. You know what I mean? I mean, that was almost, you know, her significant other, but you need to tell Brandy almost doesn't count. I don't think you even need to be talking to this woman right yeah, now. I'm going to be honest. And listen, all of this stuff will not look good for her in court. So just make sure you keep a record of everything. And good luck, all right? I will. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up uh, in the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Kicking it with Dame Dash. Now, last time you were here, we had a, a big conversation about uh, ownership and being a boss. W- what are your thoughts about that now? Do you still feel the same way, with, with, would you say? Cause <laughs> not, not, the reason I say that, because a lot of people were upset the way that you said it, and some people agree with you. So I was, uh, what, what are your thoughts on it now? It doesn't matter. That's a test, right? If you mm-hmm. can listen to somebody despite the way they say it, it doesn't matter about my tone. It matters what I say. Mm-hmm. So if someone isn't evolved enough to look past their ego, because it's the ego that makes people offended. Mm-hmm. So what I wasn't, I wasn't saying don't have a job. I was saying don't have a job and not invest in something else. I, like I said, as a result, I, I saw the whole world change behind that. At least within our culture, I saw an awareness. And sometimes, all the time to make a change, you have to be disruptive. So that's the reason why I speak to where. Taking you back, back, back with the classic rewind. rewind. It's the Breakfast Club. I thought this was a podcast. Power 105.1. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Manager Mike. Mike, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. What's up, what's up? Hey, I got to call y'all, tell y'all, man, my f***ing, uh, I got to make sure I speak on I need you to sound a little more excited about it. Go ahead. I think, That's how you I, yeah, I, yeah, I think this is as excited as he gets. Start over. You sound Come on, manager to me. Mike. Hey, I got Hey, you know how it is early in the morning. You know how it is. You trying to hey, sell something here. Let's go. Check this out, though. Come on. Hey, but now, check this out, Come though. On. They all uh, Tyson chicken. <laughs> I don't care how, but they go and recall. Like y'all said, that, that grease going to fry it. That oh grease going to fry it. What? Anything that... We, we gonna it. You get that Tyson chicken and you scrape off whatever's on it and you drop it in that fryer. Exactly. We good. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all have a good moment. Yes, That's sir. What to say. Check this out, though. Hello, who's this? He's not even up this yet. This is Eric, Eric Gasson from VA Virginia. What's up? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I just want to uh, wish my wife and myself a 25th anniversary today. Nice. 25 years we've been together. Congrats, brother. Married? Congratulations. Nice. Congratulations, King. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. And I love you guys, man. You guys make my morning every morning. Angela Lee. Angela Lee. There you Uh, go. My man, Charlamagne. (laughs) And uh, 
DJ, uh, please forgive me. Academics. Of course, DJ, please forgive me. <laughs> DJ, DJ Academics. <laughs> That's hey. a good DJ name. Oh, DJ, yeah. please forgive me. <laughs> DJ, please forgive me. Uh, uh, DJ Envy, thank you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, man. One day they're going to get y'all names right. <laughs> yeah. Angela Lee. Well, Shalom McGay. I love my wife. Her name is Tammy Bingley Gaston. I'm Mary Gaston. We have two tested twins, six boys and all, and I love all my Do you kids. know all their names? Say all your kids' names. You don't know all the kids' names. Say all oh your kids' names. Oh, my God. You, you got to get ready for this. Go. It's, it's Eric Gaston II. It's Kylie, Tyzeek, Torian, Trenarius, and Sejour. Now, you say it back, Evan. you missing one. Evan, you say it back. <laughs> it sound like you named a bunch of computer programs just now, sir. <laughs> No, no, I mean, my wife said I'm going to name them all T's until I get some, some girls, and the girls never came. So. Oh, damn. damn. Oh, you got all boys? All boys, man. Damn, man. I got three girls. It's all good, though. Oh, I, I feel sorry for you, man. <laughs> no, I'm blessed. Girls are amazing. Yeah, I'm, so I'm blessed. Though, girls are, be- I'm gonna girls be, are amazing. I'm going to be well taken care of. It's stressful, though, but I get you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and DJ Envy, if he keeps having kids, he's going to pass me. Nope. I'm done. No, nah, you're not done. You got to tie. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, okay, 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 you're done. Ain't I, none of y'all on Nick Cannon level. Nope, I'll pass. What Nick got? Uh, what Nick got? I think, I think got like Nick, seven. Nick I dealing seven. with a solid seven right seven. now. He yeah. got, and he had most of them this past year. Well, he, 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 he got that type of dough. I don't have that like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick, try, Nick trying to form his own black squad. <laughs> Oh, wow. two, two of my young, my youngest set of swim boys, one's in the Navy, one's in the Air Force, and I have uh, two of my other boys there in college. So. All right, you and did my, that. And my wife graduated college in December. Nice. What school? Man, how old are you, bro? Norfolk, Norfolk State, man. Come Norfolk on. State, 757. That's what it is. She should have went to Hampton, yeah, but we still love is. we still love Norfolk. Shout out to Norfolk. How old are you, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I know you, I know you graduated from Hampton. It's okay. It's all right. How old are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm 53, man. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's good age. You, you, you I'll, I'll young. Be, I'll, be 50, I'll be 54 July 29th. Congratulations, right, King. I'm happy for you, man. man. You're living a great life. Oh, man. I, I, I love my life. I love you guys. And I appreciate you guys for answering the phone. I thought this day would never come. All right. Well, have a good one, brother. Thank Peace, you for black listening. man. Hey, y'all be, y'all be good, man. Celebrate life. Love y'all. Love you back. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's talk about this new reality dating show, F-Boy Island. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, has already gotten a second season ahead of the series premiere, which is going to be on July 18th. Curtis Jackson can't miss, man. Drop on the clues bombs for 50 Cent. He can't miss right now. Red hot. Jeffrey Hirsch, who is the president and CEO of Star, said one season isn't enough to tell the coming-of-age story of Kanan Stark and his mother, Rock, a fierce and successful woman who is a force of nature. The anticipation globally for more of the power universe made it clear that the Kanan story needs to continue. 50 going to have uh, equity in stars before it's all said and done, but the reason I, I, I love what 50 did, he went somewhere where there was nothing. Wasn't popping. You know what I mean? It made it pop. Stars didn't have really much you know, going on culturally. You know? Correct. And now 50 set up shop over there, and he can't lose. Loot to 50. And he has a lot of releases on, on the books, so we got a lot more coming on this year and next year. All right. Joey Badass is in it, by the way. And London Brown, Omar Epps, Malcolm Mays, uh, Quincy Brown. Hey, man, I'm invested in the Power Universe. I mean, after, after Ghost, I'm invested. I mean, I loved Power, but when you, once you saw the Ghost series, you're like, okay, 
I'm invested in the power universe. Now let's talk more about TV because Bishop T.D. Jakes will be coming to Revolt. Now Diddy made the announcement with some breaking news with Bishop T.D. Jakes. I just lost everything. Girlfriend, mother, my children passed. My best friend, Andre Harrell, passed. I was just in a dark place. I started like watching you. It gave me hope. Our whole planet has been going through some traumatic times and uh, now more than ever, having something uplifting that's rejuvenating for your soul is so, so important. And so uh, that's why I'm so happy to be a part of Revolt and to have an opportunity to uh, spread the love around. Come on now. You know I love Bishop T.D. Jakes. I love the whole Potter House. I watch Bishop T.D. Jakes every Sunday. I love Sarah Jake Roberts. She actually preached his past Sunday. And I know exactly what Diddy means when he said Bishop got him through. There's a sermon Bishop T.D. Jakes did about a month or so ago called Left for Dead. Man, that sermon made me change my phone number. All right. Well, you can tune into Kingdom Culture every Sunday on Revolt TV. Hey, man. It's worth it. Now, since we're talking about TV and things that are relatable, let's talk about F-Boys. HBO Max has dropped a trailer for this new reality dating show, F-Boy Island. Listen to this. Ladies, the three of you are hoping to find love in this tropical paradise. I'm over the players. I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready for love. What you should know, there are 24 men. 12 of them are nice guys. The other 12 self-proclaimed F-boys. Bro, bruh, bro, bro, bruh. He's really cute, but he looks like he's gonna ruin my life. It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. Okay, I get it now, because I was sitting there thinking, why would you want to date an F-boy? Like, would you kiss an F-boy and he turns into a prince, but there's 12 F-boys, 12 nice guys. Right, right so you don't know who's who. So the F-boys okay. are playing that as nice guys. And the question is, can F-boys truly reform, or do nice guys always finish Yes, last? they can. I'm a former F-boy. <laughs> F-boys can absolutely positively evolve, but you have to want to evolve. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Accountability is key. Well, the absolutely. show is going to debut July 29th. And, you know, women always wonder, we wonder, why do we like these guys? So you heard her. She said, is he going to ruin my life? I think it's a lot of trauma bonding, too. I think a lot of, some women can be F-girls and not realize it. So I think it's a lot of trauma bonding, especially when you're younger. All right. Now, since we're talking about TV, let's talk about Shonda Rhimes and her deal at Netflix. Stupid. She has gotten a significant raise. Now, let's talk Filthy. about it. She originally, back in 2017, inked a deal. Mm. And the uh, money for that was in the $100 million to $150 million range. Mm. Well, now this new raise will push her into the $300 to $400 million mm. range. Stupid. So Congrats. she's not going anywhere. Dropping a clue bomb for Shonda Rhimes. But it's the details of the deal, though. Like, it's, it, it, it covers so much things. All right. Film, games, VR, branding, and merchandising, live events, and experiences. I love it. All of that. Yeah, man. Congrats Shonda Rhimes did that. I mean, but you know that she she she's she's Shonda Rhimes number one. But she when you're so, when you're somebody like Shonda Rhimes and you go to Netflix and you deliver which a hit show is their biggest show ever, right? Bridgerton. Yeah, Bridgerton is an amazing. I cannot wait for the next season. Although we are gonna miss what's his name, Reggae Jean. Mm -hmm. The guy that um, Envy wanted I'm still to waiting for my call, Shonda Rhimes. I know you're, you know, kind of busy with the 300 million, but if you need somebody to replace Reggie, or Reggae, whatever you like to call him, Rashawn is ready. No shade, but no. Okay, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that you've funny. been rejected from that boy island. That <laughs> <laughs> boy, get out of here. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm not laughing. 
All right. And Cedric the Entertainer is going to be hosting the Emmys for the first time ever. So that's going to be happening in September as the show returns to a live, in-person format. There will be a limited audience of nominees and their guests present there. But it should be uh, interesting. He put out a statement. Since I was a little boy huddled up next to my grandmother, television has always been my reliable friend. So it is an enormous honor for me to host this year's Emmy Awards. Throughout the roller coaster of a year that we have all lived through, television has helped us stay connected as a society like never before. It not only entertained us, but as it always has, it helped to open our eyes, educate us, and hopefully brought about a better understanding of who we are as a people. I can't wait to take the stage to celebrate all of the great shows and performances that made us laugh, cry, dance, and sing over the past year. Well, salute to Cedric Entertainer. I, I like that rumor report. All I hear is a bunch of black uh, black people in, in the industry winning. That's right. All right? That's good. Everybody get this money before but can... before democracy crumbles so we can have money to move <laughs> And you can see this September 19th. Have y'all watched his show, The Neighborhood? His no. comedy no, on CBS? It. It's really funny. Oh, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. That's old. Yeah, I actually watch it always on the plane. That's how I saw the mm-hmm. whole series at once. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And the nominations are going to be this morning, so we'll keep an eye out for those. All right. Salute to that. That's very inspiring. Salute to Shonda Rhimes. Salute to her team, though, too, because you got to have a great team to make things like that happen. Yeah, her team hasn't reached out to me yet, but I'm still waiting. Well, I'm, I mean, okay. like her management yeah, and agents. Agencies ICM. Salute to ICM. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk some more about um, these vaccines. And what's going on now with Johnson & Johnson? Also, Pfizer, do you need to get that booster? We'll give you some info. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the USA Olympic team lost to Australia. Yes. What's going on with the team? Nothing. It's just a sign of the times. It's just a reflection of uh, where, where America is. America, we don't lead in nothing anymore. Okay? Goodness <laughs> We're gracious. the biggest manufacturers of noise on the planet. Did That's you watch all. the game or no? I uh, watched the last five minutes. How I don't even you? think they scored. I don't think the USA scored the that last bad? four minutes and some change. Maybe Goodness I'm tripping. I don't gracious. remember them scoring. Did they look like they really want to play, or did they just look like they're just going through the motions? I, I don't know. This, I really don't know. Okay. Like, they playing ball, and they lost. Mm. All right, what, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about a child care fund for athletes who are mothers. Ahead of her fifth Olympic Games, Allison Felix is making sure mothers of young children like herself have the financial resources that they need for child care. So she's partnered with her sponsor, Athleta, and the Women's Sports Foundation, they've created the Power of She Fund Child Care Grants. This grant program has committed $200,000. They're going to help fund child care costs for mothers who are also athletes who have to travel to competition. I love it. Dropping the clues bombs for Allison Felix. I said her name, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Allison okay. Felix. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the U.S. FDA has issued a warning of an increased risk of, I don't know if I pronounce this right, Gillian Barr. It's a rare neurological disorder that you could get uh, following the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. There were 100 preliminary (laughs) cases of the syndrome reported among the 12.5 million doses administered. They said 95 of those cases were serious and required hospitalization, and there was one death. Recall that Johnson & Johnson vaccine, okay? You can't fry that and make the germs go away. You can't get that back. All right? I thought they already recalled the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And then they they said it was okay to use again after they paused it. They They paused it. 
And then they said that, listen, Mm-mm-mm. we now can't even use some baby powder. I don't know if I want to use the... <laughs> But all right, and uh, let's talk about Pfizer also. You know, you guys were discussing yesterday about whether or not you'll need that booster shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know we had our Dr. Fauci. You guys played that audio just as a recap. Here it is again. Right now, given the data and the information we have, we do not need to give people a third shot, a boost, superimposed upon the two doses you get with the mRNA and the one dose you get with J&J. But that doesn't mean we stop there. There are studies being done now, ongoing as we speak, about looking at the feasibility about if and when we should be boosting people. So this isn't something that we say, no, we don't need a boost right now. The story's ended forever. Now, Pfizer last week had planned to ask to authorize a booster dose, but yesterday they had a briefing from Pfizer with the uh, Health and Human Services and... They said they're going to continue to discuss when and if these booster shots will be needed in the future. But as for now, they're saying you don't really need to get that uh, booster shot, that you should not order booster shots for people who are already vaccinated while other countries still haven't gotten their vaccines for COVID-19. Yeah, that's not how this works. Y'all can't even convince people to get the first two shots. Now you want to add a third? No, thank you. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to uh, talk about this story that came out yesterday. Coffee consumption it has been linked to a lower risk of COVID-19 infection. And I do have a coffee company called Coffee uplifts people. So we can do Just coffee instead of the vaccine? Don't well, no, they're saying at least, at least one cup daily was associated with a lower risk of infection of COVID-19, according to a study. Now, they did an analysis of nearly 40,000 participants, and they said that there was about a 10% decrease in risk of COVID-19 <gasps> compared, uh, yes, Don't if you, you didn't it. have a cup of coffee <laughs> a day. The best part of waking up? So one cup of coffee, by the way, because as I told y'all before, coffee does have a lot of great properties. They have antioxidants, anti-inflammatory properties, and uh, there's a lot of of health benefits to drinking coffee. So what I just heard was if you drink coffee, you don't get gold. That's what I heard. Folgers over Pfizer. No, what's your brand call you? What's your brand? Coffee uplifts people. Bring the cup. Yes. That's the acronym, right? Yeah, Okay. But what I will say, it's a 10%, okay? It gives you 10%. Nope, that's not yeah, what I heard, G. I heard coffee kills COVID. I will say anything that you can do to lower your risk is important, right? And I don't even like coffee. Do we sniff it or drink it? Uh, I think you would coffee? like coffee. Now, I just want to give you some advice. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're not a coffee drinker normally, what I do is I do a shot of espresso on the rocks with some uh, almond milk in the morning. It's God delicious. It. Let me order me a shot right now for COVID. <laughs> Take that with some sea moss, I'll be straight. Yeah, because what oh really the, the when people drink coffee and, and saying there's things that's not good, it's because they add a lot of cream, they add a lot of sugar. I don't add any of that. So coffee straight kills COVID is what you're telling us this morning. Yeah, I sound like Donald Trump right now. I just want to tell you like that. Nobody sounds like Donald Trump. I would okay. never ever put out false information, but they did lower the risk by ten percent in this study of forty thousand people. Okay, coffee so if I drink COVID. okay, let me get this right. If I drink coffee, it lowers the risk of me getting COVID by ten percent. Yes. According to these studies. So I need to drink 10, 20, One cup. It says one cup. If I drink 10 10 cups, cups. though, that's 100%. That's 100%. That's what I heard. Well, listen, if you get the coffee uplifts people, then yes, drink 10 cups a day. Well, pass the cups, ye. No, but I would not say drink 10 cups of coffee a day. I'm just putting that. I will if it kills COVID. No. There's somebody out there right now like, give me 10 cups of coffee. I just want to let y'all know that. The Breakfast Club said 10 cups of coffee. All right, that's your front page news. Let me get out of there. That's right. It'll kill COVID, but it'll give you a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Drink coffee. All right. Now, when we come back, where can they get your coffee? Coffeeupliftspeople.com. There you go.
All right. Now, when we come back uh, from the Ghetto Boys. That's right. Willie D and Scarface will be joining us. Yes, they launched a new podcast called uh, Ghetto Boys Reloaded on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And they're celebrating uh, 30 years of We Can't Be Stopped. We Can't Be Stopped came out 30 years ago, uh, July 9th, I believe. All right. Yeah. We'll, We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Two legends. Scarface and Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. Welcome, brothers. What's up, fam? How y'all feel? Man, bless black and highly favored, man. How y'all feel? There it is. There it is. Now, now, now Faith, you're not here because you, um, you, you back in Houston. We're hearing some good things, though. We're hearing that you may be getting a, a kidney transplant soon. That's why you couldn't travel. Is yeah, that true? I'm, I'm, hey, man, they might call me in a few minutes. <laughs> really? Really? So tell us about it. Well, Friday they called me and let me know that I was a match with my son. So with that said, you know, it's any day now. Wow. How old is your son? He's 30. 30. Yeah, they go that chump right there. Now, hold on. Are you Brad Jordan Jr.? No, nah, that's Chris. Christopher, Christopher Jordan. Jordan. Man, your daddy must have been a great daddy for you to want to give up your kidney. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to go that far. I ain't going to go that far. He said I ain't going to go that far. Damn it, man. <laughs> I ain't going to go that David, far. How did you even, you know, how did your son even check to see if, the, if you were a match? Because you've been looking for a match for a while now. So how did that come about? I'm going to let him tell the whole story, man. You got to give him the headphones. You got to give him the headphones too, Face. Well, so he really just came out and he asked. I mean, he didn't even ask me. I just told him, like, when everything was going down, I was saying, hey, man, you don't have to go through all of that. If I'm a match, I'm going to do it. Simple as that. Damn. That's very honorable of you, young man. I appreciate it. Did Willie DC try to see if he was a match? No. (laughs) (laughs) Say, man. no. (laughs) Hey, hey, look. Hey, look. It wouldn't have made a lot of sense for me to uh, try to see if I was a match. Because I don't like that guy like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, he, but he got plenty of people who do like him more than I like him. You know, I, they were lined up around the corner. They was hitting me all up. To, hey, man, tell Scarface, I got a for him. Calling me all from out, out of the country, man. Uh-huh. Different parts of for real. Wow. Different parts of the real. DMing me. Now, it's beautiful, man. It's a testament to, to, to his contribution, man, because people like really, like really, wanted to support him. I mean, they was coming out of the woodwork. Absolutely. Man. So Willie tries to play that tough guy role, but every time I go to the hospital, guess who the first person there to visit? Willie D. Willie D. Super tough guy. With flowers and everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, he don't have flowers, but look, look, let me tell you this one. So we had, I had the COVID like hella bad, right? And you had to walk into my room with a space suit on. Guess who came in my room with a space suit on? <laughs> <laughs> How does the process work now, though? Because he's a match, so why, why are we taking it so long? Can't they just say, all right, let's go in and do it? So what, what happens now? Man, they need that $260,000. Oh, my goodness. Damn, for the surgery. Hell, yeah. So they checking finances or whatever, and we're we going to work it out, man. But, um, man, thank God I got a cool-ass son like Chris, man. Like, man, can you get in here with me, dog? <laughs> Chris, like, man, I'm giving you a kidney, man. Hey, what what, what I gotta do? Me? What else I gotta do? What more do you want? Hey. <laughs> what, what more do you, do you want, want from me? me? <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys got a, a podcast that you guys are working on. Tell us about this podcast and how, how you guys got connected on this podcast and even thought about doing it. Man, listen, I had to put my foot down because you know women don't agree with shit I say. Nothing. This guy is really? incorrigible. <laughs> Come on, yeah, man. So, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Incorrigible. Incorrigible. 
What what does incorrigible mean? Difficult, think, right? Th yeah. I yeah. mean, just think about who you are, man, and be honest. So just say I'm hard to work with, Will. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hard to work with, man. Is he for real? He's very hard to work since, with. Since the beginning? Here's the that thing. That is a lie, here's Will. A, here's, a a thing, lie. here's the thing about Brad. Brad just likes challenges. Yeah, if yeah, things yeah. are going too smoothly, he got to cock. Man, you ain't cool. You ain't fly. You ain't hard. You think that's <laughs> dope? <laughs> face, face, man. <laughs> now, you just like to shake it up, man. But he called me, and he was like, man, you want to do this Ghetto Boys podcast? And he was and, like, oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I was I was at first, you know, you know, it's always first mm -hmm. and foremost, how we going to do it? And mm -hmm. what, what what is going to what is that going to look like? And he was like, man, let's get Charlemagne on the phone. I was like, OK. And, uh, you know, when you expressed how, how excited you was about it, you know, I, know, I was like, OK, it is, it's not just in our head, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, because we got a lot of respect for you in this media world. And so. Uh, Hey, it was a wrap after that, man. Cause we we know me and Brad, we click, man. We just got we got that chemistry, man. It's like it don't matter if we don't work together for five years. When we come back together, man, it's magic. Now, what are you guys talking about? Are y'all talking topical? Is it uh, growing up in the industry? Is it a little bit of everything? Is what what are you guys going to be discussing during this podcast? It's more of conversations. Willie got a sex trafficker, a prostitute rehabilitator on there. He got he got a sex therapist on there. We got. Who's the prostitute rehabilitator? You talking about uh, Tony? Tony Rivera? No, Kathy oh. Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy, not not that Kathy. Griffin. Oh, <laughs> we, we got we got our own Kathy Griffin in Houston. Bruh, she's so fired. She like I think I think that her interview, when it's finally done, I think she's going to shake up the internet for real. She is the Harriet Tubman of hoes. Explain. Damn, she saved. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This is what she said. I'm okay. not. I'm not. Oh, that's her word. Okay. <laughs> I thought they said jeez. That's what she said. She was. She said, "I am the Harriet Tubman of hoes." And what what she what she does is she saved women from the streets. Okay. You know, if you're out there living that life and you want to get out, you know, she she can help you. So listen, have y'all always had this relationship since the beginning? You, you and Willie, and even, and even Bill. Man, we never liked each other. I, 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 I can attest to that. Because I was listening to the uh, the first podcast with Jay Prince, and Willie, you didn't even want to be in the group. I didn't. I didn't either. Because what I thought would happen, happened. Mm -hmm. Groups what happened, Willie? Every Willie, single happened? group that ever existed, you have a bunch of drama. And I don't like doing stuff where I can't run the distance. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it for real, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be loyal to it. That uh, is when, so when, when you, That is you, a lie. When you That's in the group. Willie, you left the group first. Yeah. I'm stealing ghetto uh, boys, okay, bro. I never okay. left. Let me explain why I left the group first, though. The reason why I left the group is because <laughs> I had fulfilled my contractual obligations as a group member. Mm -hmm. When Jake asked me to be in the group, it was never supposed to be long term. It was supposed mm -hmm. to be a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, man, help me yeah, do it. It was like, Jay was, it was like, help me do this. Help, help me do this. Shut your ass up for a minute, man. God damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay was asking me. He always interrupts me, mm -hmm. man. That's another thing. He got to, he, he has to work on it. He has to work on just being a little bit more courteous. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. uh, I, mean, that, 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 I mean, I know he's trying to get a kidney and things, but I think that's more important than that kidney. Yeah, he has to work, <laughs> you know, on his people skills, well, you know. Back in the day, how many times did y'all fight? Never. Never. Me fought. and me and Brad never. No, we never fought. We don't never. Nah. We don't even never argue, man. Nah, nah, nah. That's my dog. That's my dog. Bill try you. Yeah. Oh, uh, for life. Uh, he said, but Bill try. That's my dog, man. For real. Yeah. So Jay was like, "Do this for me, man." And boom, boom. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do that." And so I did it. 
And once I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do my solo thing. And that's how that went. What's your story, Mr. Jordan? I think that Willie just got too big for the group, man. Like, Willie was bigger than the Ghetto Boys. I appreciate him because he did make me go solo. Had it not had, had Willie not left the group, we would have never heard no solo albums from me. Really? Oh, I don't know about that, I, man. I, 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 I was I, that content in the group, Willie. Stop, man. I don't I don't know about that. Oh, stop, man. We never had I this was, conversation, but I, I don't know about that. I, I think that I think that once you got hot, you know, I think your ass was gonna bounce no matter what. Cause I, let me tell you something about his solo album. I didn't even know he was doing a solo album until it was time to take the picture. Really? What do you mean? Oh man! Let's talk that. about that. Yeah, Let's talk about what that. Hey, man, that man, wait, hey, man, listen, hold up, listen. man. He was doing. Look, we in the group. We <laughs> we doing shows. We we doing videos. We doing all kinds of stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that he was doing a solo album until it was time was to take the, the, the until it was time out, to take the bro. album wow. for the picture. So, face is that what I would happen? You just I don't recall. <laughs> 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 That's the story. I'm sticking to it. All right, we got more with Willie D and Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Willie D and Scarface from Ghetto Boys. Now, would you guys do verses? Is that something that you guys would be doing? I won't. Willie will. No, I won't. Man, have you heard my catalog, man? Yes, sir. Yes. One of the best ever. With me? I'm sure there's somebody out there that will try to. Don't nobody want to with me. There's nobody even in your lane, face. I mean, Period. yeah, it, that would be tough. Like, there's no, I can't even think of too many artists in your lane. It's a reason Brad Jordan is on damn near everybody's top five from north to the south to the west. There's not too many people gonna name a top five that don't put Scarface in there. Who about you, Willie? Uh, hey man, hey hey hey, listen. Here's here's the thing for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, when it when it first when the verses first started, I liked it. It was like it brought us together. Now it just seemed like it's just a bunch of. Shit. It's a shit show, and I like those guys that that do it. But I'm just saying, I think it's it's, it's gotten out of control, and it, I don't feel the camaraderie like I did when I when it first came out. I don't feel the love like I did when it first came out. Like. Listening to those uh, those first battles, you know, when you listen to Babyface and and Teddy Riley, even with the technical difficulties and stuff, it was just love. You it know, went you up. felt it, and then it, it, went, it, it went from yeah. that to a dark place. It depends on like Osley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire was, was really cool. like that was love. Osley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire was great, right? Until Steve Harvey it up. What Steve Harvey do? Up, All man. that goddamn talking, bro. That's how he <laughs> it up. Yeah. All that damn talking. Willie don't All, care for Steve, though. All that going down memory lane. When I, If I'm going to listen to verses and I'm going to hear some people reminisce and tell stories, I want to hear from the artists who made the music. Just tell the truth, Willie. You don't yeah. care for Mr. Harvey. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm just but, saying. But, but UGK... Bond and, and that that would be great for the nah. city. Nah, that's love. It's love. It's nah. no bad. It's I love UGK, love. but I just—it's only twenty. Ghetto Boys is a difficult but it's matchup. It's twenty. It's just twenty. I don't like that one. Oh. Maybe Ghetto Boys versus NWA. That'd be a good yeah. celebration. You know what? Speaking of NWA, you know I like Cube's take. And that's my versus. favorite group, dude. Cube was saying that if he was to do a versus, he would rather see do a versus with like, say, for instance, if he did something with Public Enemy. You know, Chuck D play his favorite. Cube songs mm-hmm. and Cube played, you know, his favorite 
Public, Public Enemy, Enemy songs. songs. That's dope to I me. Do one, hey, I do one with Cube on solo. Okay. I do one with Cube solo. Cube and face. I, I play all my favorite Cube and he'll play out all his favorite face Yeah, I do that. Cube and face. Cube and face feel like it makes some sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because both of y'all, both of y'all are socially conscious, you know, yet street. That could make some sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do one with Cube. I, I, I wanted to ask y'all, since we talking about NWA and Ghetto Boys, what, what are y'all thoughts on, like, on what they call cancel culture, especially in in, in hip hop, because you know y'all know as much as I do, hip hop was a wild place back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know the thing about that man is that the same people who are a part of the cancel culture are the same people who are part of the don't judge culture. Mm. They're the same ones. Mm -hmm. The thing about these people, or many of these people are, they're like dogs. Like if a dog see that you're afraid of him, he'll come after you. But if that dog tense up and start growling at you and you growl back and you tense up like what? And pick up a stick and bust him across his damn head, he gonna <laughs> take off running. Mm -hmm. And that's how you gotta do these fools, man. You can't be afraid of these people. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Ain't none of us perfect. We all got a pass. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in jail is not a criminal. Everybody in church ain't a saint. And everybody in your face ain't your friend. Mm -hmm. So all these people out here, man, with all of this like going back you know, digging up a thousand years ago, mm -hmm. people change, people evolve. Now, if you're the same person that you were, you know, years later or whatever, that's different. Is there any is there any lyrics y'all listen to y'all listen back to y'all's and cringe from years ago? I, I do. Ball head hoes. Oh come on, Willie, that's the jam. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but, but but here's the thing. But here, here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I cringe though. Like when I made the song. I thought that I was going to discourage women from wearing weave and stuff like that, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. this was the very beginning. This is like when just only like you walk in the club, four or five, you know, maybe three women got weave in mm -hmm, the head mm -hmm. or whatever. So I'm thinking, I'm finna discourage. I'm finna make this movement, man. You know, make this song. I'm just going to throw out every insult I can think of. And man, that shit was like, Pouring gasoline on fire. Really? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and people had all of these uh, different uh, stories about the song and when they heard it and whatever, and people having fights in school behind the song and stuff because people would tease anybody that had some hair challenges or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They'd be teasing them or whatever. And even the thing that, that made me a little cautious about that, though, is that I remember uh, I, I received a letter from a fan once, and she told me that, when her boyfriend and her broke up, her boyfriend broke up with her when she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she was in a really bad state and she was suicidal. She said she listened to bald head hoes every day and it made her laugh. And it saved her life. Wow. And like out of all of the songs we made, when we actually go into, sometimes go into these sessions and we think, man, this song is gonna save some people. This song is gonna be great. Mm -hmm. I never thought bald head hoes would be that song, you know? Really, that's, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> what you don't believe, man? I don't believe that girl wrote you no letter. <laughs> I don't believe that. Well, you know, you know, you you don't you don't believe a lot of shit, Brad. That that don't mean it's not true. Face, what lyrics do you have of yours that you listen to now and cringe? I got a song called the B word, and um, I, I made a cap and I said she don't give a fuck about the ring, the kids, the fifteen years this spring. She'll fuck in the house and the bed y'all bought. Leave you. She's full of drip stains. Wash up often bounce. I feel bad about that. Why? Because he was lying. 
But you know the thing about all those records, man. Y'all was making records with the information y'all had at the time and the knowledge and wisdom y'all yeah, had at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You can't be mad. You can't hold yourselves accountable for those. Yeah, yeah man. But I feel bad with my mama here, though. True. True. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Now, did you have an issue with uh, Mark Lamont Hill and his stance on Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. Be good. Um, and and and, and the, <laughs> but the, the the thing the thing about it is that we had a conversation about that. You know, he was. Respectful enough to you know say, hey man, let's 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 have a conversation about that. And we we talked about it, and you know we agreed basically to disagree. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, we have a problem, you know, getting on code. Whether you think Bill Cosby is guilty or not is besides the point, because we have to understand as a such thing as symbolism. Okay. And so, Bill Cosby, if you look past you know, whatever that he was accused of, uh, of of doing or whatever. The symbolism is that he represents a black man that was- uh, Illegally incarcerated. That, that was illegally incarcerated. What makes it illegal? Uh, he did a prosecution agreement where they couldn't prosecute him for, okay. for his crime. Okay, well, right. he need to double back and sue the state. I'm sure he will be. Now, do you think y'all would ever run for Houston City Council again? You would I face? am. You are? Okay. If I run again, it won't be city council. I'll probably run for a commissioner position or something like that. And it'll, okay. and it'll be a few years down the line. Because uh, I definitely got to get this felony off my record. All right, we got more with Willie D and Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Scarface and Willie D from The Ghetto Boys. Charlamagne? I think y'all need to do something about We Can't Be Stopped, man. Y'all got to spend at least an hour just talking about, like, the making of that album, you know, the highs and lows of that album when y'all did it. 30 years is a big deal, man. The funniest thing about that album is, like, we went through a lot making that album. Because, you know, that's when Red left the group. Willie and Red left the group on the same album. Wow. So me and Bill, yeah. Red left the group first, man. Like, Red got a check from Rap-A-Lot and cashed it, bro. And, um... Ended up getting married, and then, you know, two or three months later, it was like his wife didn't want him in the group no more. Damn. Bill got his eyes shot out. You know, we, we in the hospital, and and, and, and Bill is is uh, full of painkillers or whatever they give you when you get your eyes shot out. Mm -hmm. And they put Bill on the gurney, man, and pushed Bill in the hallway, and me and Willie. That was the album cover. Walk, yeah, that was a real shot. Wow. Who took that picture? Do y'all remember? Yeah, Good Cliff Lodge. But who, who orchestrated that picture, Willie? <laughs> I don't give a f right he die or not. He's gonna snap this shot. Say, hey, say, it man. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> First of all, we went to the hospital because Bill got shot. We ain't tripping on no record coming out of nothing. Mm -hmm. We like going in to check on our homie, right? That's true. That's true. Now, we get there and we find out that Bill is okay. He's gonna survive, but he lost his eye. Mm -hmm. He's heavily medicated. I go in, check on Bill, he's all right. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, revenge. Bill say, well, don't hurt her. It was my fault. I made her shoot me. Oh, So really? at this time, I ain't even tripping now, like on the girl. I'm like, okay, everything cool. He, he lost his eye, we gonna be all right. Now, we go back downstairs and we, we, we're huddled up. Where was I at, Willie? Where was I at? You were there somewhere. I don't know what the hell you was. I ain't standing there <laughs> looking at your ass like that. 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this dude right here, man, I swear to God, man. Where you oh, come hey, from, really? man? Hey, no, no, we're, we're, we're downstairs and Cliff is like, what we gonna do about the album cover? Oh, Lord. And I said, we can take we can take it right now. You know, he he ain't dead. And see, he said, who well, who's gonna ask him? I said, I'll ask him. We he got, to- man just got shot in his eye. Let's take this album cover, this album cover picture right now. You know why I had that mentality? Mm. Because we said we can't be stopped. Right. Boy, this is so bad. What, what? <laughs> but, but listen, listen. Okay, so either you're going to be stopped, either you can be stopped or you can't be stopped. God damn it, which right, one right, is right. it? Which one is it? I'm so sick and tired of these soft-ass, fluffy motherfuckers around here. Mm-hmm. Everybody hard, everybody real, everybody going to come through. And then when it's time to be real and come through and be hard, everybody, oh, man, I don't think we're going to go. Willie just got shot in his eye, Willie. Nah, man, we got a damn album to do, bro. We got an album coming. That's black people in a nutshell. Nah, man. We're going to swim through our trauma. We're talking about soldiers, bro. Yeah. We're talking about soldiers. We ghetto boys, man. We can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. Face, you look no. like you don't agree. He don't agree with a lot of things. <laughs> hey, it was a legendary cover. That's a legendary he, cover. He, he don't agree with a lot of things that I say, man. But hey, Oh, man, Willie, I agree, man. Okay, cool. Now go ahead. <laughs> nah, you go ahead. I swear to God, man, this this dude, this dude, this dude is one of the most difficult people that I've ever met in my life, man. Who more difficult, him or Bill? God bless the dude. Uh, Willie's making me out to be the bad guy in the group, man. Nah, you, I mean, you, you, I mean, I guess we all were bad. To, you know, to 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 an extent. I would love to see them eighty years old. <laughs> I can't wait at a barbecue. Telling these stories, still arguing. I can't wait. Man. Forget can't eighty. Wait. I want to. I like them now. That's why. <laughs> that's why the podcast is. Oh man, listen, man, and and then I'm done talking about Willie for good. But we had a concert, and somebody grabbed Willie's foot while he was on stage. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Kicked him in the head. Why did he grab your foot, Willie? I, I can't remember, man, you know. I mean, it's instincts. You know, when you're on stage and you're doing your thing, mm-hmm. you don't really be tripping like that, man. You just be focused on what you got to do. And mm-hmm. then somebody somebody grab your leg and, you know, like kind of like, you know, react. You just look down and make sure that they not, you know, doing nothing to your foot, man. But we really kicked them in the head. <laughs> Yo, I can't with these two. Guys. I don't even know why Face told that story just now. <laughs> it's like, you ain't going to make me like out be the bad like, guy. Like, no, listen, listen, <laughs> let me tell you why I told the story, man. Like... Willie's the bad guy. The <laughs> <laughs> bad guy. First, first, first of all, first of all, first of all, I am not the bad guy. I am the guy that periodically does bad things. That does not make me the bad guy. Get a contact. Reloaded. Definitely check it out. And we appreciate you. When is the podcast drop? Every what? It's every Monday. Every Monday. Before we go, I want to. Before we go, I want to thank Charlemagne for keeping my ass out of trouble. And two, I want to tell you the last, the last story, and then we can cut this shit off. But man, Willie's the bad guy because, well, he ain't that bad. But I remember this fight that him and Bill had one time. Here we go. They, we was in Mississippi. <laughs> okay. And we was in the limo, and him and Bill got to arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And Bill said trench coats and gangster, and then. Him and Willie D had a fight. Who won? Really envy. I think Bill might have got Will that <laughs> I was thinking if they in the limo, I don't know. If they in the limo sitting down, I don't know. <laughs> we don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs>
Bill duped him up. Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm lying, y'all. Don't, 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 don't. But Willie, Willie, did you take it easy though? Because you was like, man, Bill, it's, it's Bill, bro. I think I mean, a fight is. And Willie did a Golden Glove Willie now. Said, Willie said the fight is a. Yeah. A, well, fight you is a Golden a fight. Glove, right, Willie? Yes, sir. Willie is Golden Glove. Has Willie Mill. Anyway, I appreciate y'all having hey, me. Hey, face, be easy, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, I hope you get your surgery soon. Salute Absolutely. to your son. That's a very honorable young man right Absolutely, there, man. man. You raised him right. Yeah. Shout out to Charlemagne and Envy. Hey, we, hey, the Black Effect, man. Thank you for the opportunity. We appreciate that. Nah, thank you, face. Hey, face, thank you, face. You always show up for me, man. You did the forward for my, my last book. Now we in business doing the podcast together. Willie, thank you. Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's a privilege and honor to be, be, be partners with y'all, man. Yeah, big, hey, shout out to our producer, A-King, also, man. A-King, what's up, brother? A-King putting in that work. And shout out to, to Wonky Power Studio. Absolutely. Mario, memo in the building. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's The Breakfast Club, Scarface and Willie D. Thank you, brothers. Peace, King. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Again, this is Red's uh, second day here. He turned a little red. You might hear some things. He's, this is first week. He's what do you know. do? I was Look out of the room. What you do know, you don't do? Don't worry about he it. He pressed the wrong drop for a second. We're not going to put too much pressure on No, nah, not too much pressure on Red. Red turns red pretty fast. So he got till Friday. This is his second day. Is that day. why his name is Red? Yes. We give him till Friday. So we're going to let Red live. So just letting the people know. Red is a new board op. And, you know, if you hear a little thing, it's just getting, he's getting, he's, he's doing his thing. It's taking a little time, though. All right. Well, let's talk about Stephen A. Smith. He is facing backlash, and that's for saying Shohei Otani needs an, an uh, needing an interpreter is harmful to Major League Baseball. Here is what he said. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. So, yes, there was a lot of backlash from that. Um, so was he saying that other people need to be the stars? No, I think because he was they, just saying, well, I mean, from what I saw yesterday, he was saying that, you know, the fact that he needs an interpreter and he doesn't really speak English keeps him from being the, the, the face of American baseball. Which is something I've heard before, like in regards to like boxes. I've heard that like about Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. They always say like if they if they could speak English, they'd be like the biggest stars in boxing. They said that about La- Latino baseball players too. Sometimes I was going to say yeah, there's a lot really of people who don't speak great English, and sometimes mm-hmm. they said they can't be the face of the franchise because they can't necessarily speak. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't watch baseball. I mean, you know, I think I baseball was much better when everybody was on steroids. So, but I've heard that before. All right. Well, he did double down on his statements. Here's what he said. People are misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the state of the game. Baseball's a great game, a great sport. And some of the greatest players in the world are foreign players. That's not what I was trying to say. I'm talking about the marketability and the promotion of the sport. If you are a sport trying to ingratiate yourself with the American public the way Major League Baseball is because of the problems that you've been having to deal with in terms of improving the attractiveness of the sport. It helps if you spoke the English language. I've, I mean, I've literally heard that a, a, a lot of times, times, especially in regards to, like, boxers. Canelo Alvarez and Triple G yeah, in I, I hear it all the time about baseball. But I, we get what he's saying, though, right? Um, I, I don't think he's saying anything crazy. What he's saying is for baseball in America, 
I think it's it's easier to sell an American player. That's what he's saying, right? Well, he's he, not saying you know shun all international players. He, he didn't say that. Right, well, he did uh, put out an apology after he doubled down. He said, let me apologize right now. As I'm watching things unfold, let me say that I never intended to offend any community, particularly the Asian community, and especially Shohei Otani himself. As an African-American keenly aware of the damage stereotyping has done to many in this country, it, shouldn't have, it should have elevated my sensitivities even more. Based on my words, I failed in that regard, and it's on me and me alone. Otani is one of the brightest stars in all of sports. He is making a difference as it pertains to inclusiveness and leadership. I should have embraced that in my comments. Instead, I screwed up. In this day and age, with all the violence being perpetrated against the Asian community, my comments, albeit unintentional, were clearly insensitive and regrettable. There's simply no other way to put it. I'm sincerely sorry for my angst I've caused with my comments on first take this morning. Again, I am sorry, and I'll happily reiterate these words more extensively tomorrow morning as well. I mean, well, if you felt like you should apologize, that's on him. You know, that's all. That's all personal decisions. But I mean, I've heard. I've heard that before. Yeah, you know. You know. So I I heard that about even though they speak English remember uh, in, in wrestling the ultimate warrior and Bill Goldberg Mm-mm. like you know they they weren't great with the word players rock and stone cold were so people always said that's why they never got to that level of stardom yeah but baseball is is, is a bunch of huge international players from the Yankees having Tanaka to so many different international players remember when Hideki great... Matsui was at the top of Matsui, yeah. Major League Baseball they had like a, I feel like they had a plane Named after him mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know none of these people you are talking about. I know Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and I remember a lot. Sammy Sosa. A lot of Japanese people were coming out to the games and knocked the ball out the park just to see them play too. So. Mm-hmm. All right, now the baby ha- actually finessed some teenagers who were trying to finesse him. Well, he put them up on some game. He went on Instagram, and he shared video footage of himself. He was trying to purchase candy from these two teens. They said they were trying to raise money, and they tried to swindle him. Listen to this. What's going for the box? Uh, 200. 200. Yeah, 200. I mean, what like you charge for? What you charge for? Um, one for two dollars. I mean, like two dollars. So, man, this up. How that's two hundred? That's count. It's, it's thirty-four. Times. Exactly. What's thirty-four times two, my boy? It ain't two hundred. It ain't even hundred dollars. <laughs> you give me one two. What? They two dollars a piece? Dollar each. Dollar each. I bet. You gotta use your head, man. You got you trying to play, but I was gonna bless you anyway. You got the two hundred. Now you got two dollars. Drop on the clues bombs for the baby for being a frugal Carolina Negro. Well, so they tried to charge him two hundred dollars for the box of candy, right? So there were thirty four packs of candy in the box, and then they said they charged two dollars for one pack. I would have shot so my So two times 34 is 68. The baby just walk out of a truck with all that jewelry on. That's the problem, though. They I did know. that because it's the baby. I mean, I, I, That's hey, all they I did. I get it. How much, how much that box? 200? They put the rapper tax on the baby. And yeah, guess what? The did. baby probably would have gave him 100 and said, hey. keep the change anyway. He told me he would have did that. Hey, I Don't do that to people, I, I man. I would have tried it too, man. Hey, hey, how, the baby, Bobby, how much that box? 200? I don't like people that do that. They see you and because of what you do or who you are, they think that they can overcharge you and you just going to pay. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it was nice of him, too, to even say how much for the box. That's when you say, well, let me see. Hold on. Let me calculate. <laughs> Sometimes people throw numbers out too fast, too. That's what, that's what yeah, he threw it out too fast. <laughs> he should have calculated a little better. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. I get it. I'll, I'll do it out, too. The hell did you just do? Did you just mix with no, your I'm mouth? I'm thinking about it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I Watch the baby. Spends a lot of money. Should cloud it throughout two hundred. No, you can't do that, man. Just but, charge like the price. Away with two dollars. The baby too. was gonna bless you. I promise you, he'd have gave him fifty dollars or something and say keep the change. Give him a hundred dollars and keep the change. I guarantee you, he would have did that. All right. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? 
you know, let's talk white fragility for after the hour. Uh, we need Abigail Elphick to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. The General Insurance understands that no one's perfect and we could all use a break every now and then. The General works with you to keep you covered and will always treat you with respect. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, And yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Hey, donkey of the day for Tuesday, July 13th goes to Abigail Elphick. Boy, when I tell you the mayonnaise is heavy on this one, I'm talking helmets on helmets on helmets. I mean, this is a high-fat condiment made from egg yolks, vinegar, and lemon juice if I've ever seen one. If you ever wanted to know why too much goddamn mayonnaise ruins the dish, this is it. Now, I am a resident of New Jersey, a native of South Carolina, resident of New Jersey. Uh, All my kids are Jersey-born except for my first one. She was born in Manhattan. Here I go oversharing again. I'm saying all that to say in New Jersey, there is a mall that my wife likes to frequent. Uh, She used to frequent often, not as much anymore. And that is Short Hills Mall. Angela Yee, you're a a frequent uh, visitor of Short Hills Mall. I was just there last week. How would you describe Short Hills Mall? Is it high end? Yeah, it's very high end. It has a Neiman Marcus. Yes. It has Chanel. They got the Herm store, the Hermes. Louis, the Louis Vuitton, uh, Tiffany's, yeah. Christian Louboutin, the Louis Channel Vuitton. store. They even have Dior, uh, Prada. Uh, Restoration Hardware, full store there. Yeah, high end stuff that I can't pronounce, nor do they I care to learn to pronounce. Though. They did close sacks, yeah. No, well, I, I can't pronounce none of that stuff. My mom used to work in that mall. Fendi. Okay. I only care to pronounce black owned luxury brands correctly, but Short Hills is a high end mall. But this weekend, they were infiltrated by the ghetto. I mean, seriously, they might need to vaccinate the whole mall because Abigail Elphick pulled up and displayed a lack of class, education, and manners. I mean, just dangerously ratchet-ass behavior. I am currently reading a great book called My Grandmother's Hands, Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies. And Chapter 7 discusses exactly what we saw on display in Short Hills Mall, and that's white fragility. Also, the title of a great book by Robin DiAngelo. Now, what did Abigail's ghetto ass do? She savagely ferociously attacked and attempted to maul a black woman. <sighs> I don't want to mess this sister's name up. Her name looks like a store that's way too expensive in Short Hills. What is it? Ijeoma Yukinta? Ijeoma Yukinta? I think Beyonce got that new Yukinta bag, don't she? Oh, no, that's the Telfar. That new, Yuk- that new Yukinta not in yet. But Queen Yukinta was just trying to buy some damn clean drawers. All she wanted was some no-show cheeky panties. Maybe some corded thong panties. Maybe she was getting a five-pack of cotton lace waist cheeky panties. I don't know you because know it doesn't seem... Panties, bro. Well, I have a wife. Sorry that you don't know. I don't know what you wear the way you know that. Okay. But I don't know what kind of panties she bought because it doesn't seem like she got the opportunity to do this because she was bombarded by this thug named Abigail Elphick, okay, who was chasing her around the store and then charged at her with her hands open ready to strike. Oh, Abigail chose violence for 500, Alex. Until she realized that Queen Yukinta was recording, okay, recording the whole exchange. Now, what happened when Abigail realized Queen Yukinta was recording? Huh. 
Mayonnaise. All right, that's what happened. Just mayonnaise spread all over everything and Victoria's Secrets. Would you like to hear the type of white fragility that has been sending black people to early graves for years? Well, listen. Oh, God. No. It's you. It's you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now you are. Oh, my God. Do you see this? I never thought nothing like this would happen to me. She just tried to run and hit me. And now she. Did you see her? They all saw her. Karen had a breakdown. She tried to hit me. Ask your workers. She tried to hit me. I just came to get my free panty. You know how you get the coupon in the mail? <laughs> yes. No, why don't she walk away from me? We're not doing this. You keep lying saying I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. What? You cut look at this. Oh, y'all better get this lady! I'm so mad when that coupon expires and I didn't get my free panties from Victoria's Secret. Yeah, she was wilding. The, excuse Why me, can you find me these panties, please? I love it. Love it! The audio doesn't know justice. You really have to go watch this video to watch how whiteness works. Didn't D-Ray McKesson used to say something like that? Watch whiteness work. This, ladies and gentlemen, is white fragility on full display. If you want to know why some people push back on the concept of believe all women, look no further than Abigail Elphick, okay? Those are the same white tears that caused Emmett Till to be murdered. All right, because of Carolyn Bryant, who lied about Emmett Till sexually harassing her in a grocery store. Oh, we talk about Black Wall Street being burned to the ground, but do you know why? It all started after an elevator encounter between a 17-year-old white woman named Sarah Page and a 19-year-old black man named Dick Rowland. It was alleged that Rowland had assaulted Page in the elevator, which he denied, but it didn't matter. Okay, news of a black man's alleged assault of a white woman spread like wildfire throughout the white community of Tulsa. They formed a racial mob and burned Black Wall Street down. Abigail Elphick knew exactly what she was doing and why she was doing it. Because in America, whiteness means fragility. Okay? White people, listen. Only you can prevent forest fires. Okay, I don't believe white people are inherently racist, but I do believe this American system is inherently racist. And when you are a white person who does things like this, then you know that this, and, and you know that this system is inherently racist, then you are weaponizing your whiteness against me. Therefore, you are racist too. Now, how do we fix this? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I really don't. What about when she laid on the floor like she was dead? I was like, why is she laying on the floor? Because that's how whiteness works. She was weaponizing her whiteness, her white fragility against, you know, this dangerous black skin that this sister possessed. Um, well, it's crazy that nobody was doing anything. Nothing. She was in there for like 10 minutes going off and nobody did anything. Nobody intervened. Security didn't escort the woman out. I don't know how we fix this. I don't know, but my grandmother's hands, the book that I referenced earlier, has some answers. Uh, what should we do in regards to white fragility? Well, I have a piece of the audio version, courtesy of Audible. It's a couple minutes long, but I want to teach my white brothers and sisters this morning. Uh, how do we solve white fragility? I don't know, but listen. For centuries, Americans have lived with a strange, contradictory myth. Black bodies are incredibly strong and frightening and can handle anything short of total destruction, while white bodies are weak and vulnerable, mm. especially to black bodies. Mm. So it's the job of black bodies to care for white bodies, soothe them and protect them, nope. particularly from other black bodies. This myth has been reinforced by a secondary fantasy. 
Because white bodies are so vulnerable to black ones, when a black body is not subservient to a white one, it must be destroyed. Mm. And because black bodies are nearly invulnerable, that destruction must be swift and ruthless. A common form of white fragility involves a strong and immediate defensive response whenever a white body is challenged on the subject of race and equality, or whenever the topic of race emerges. This has inspired a contorted form of white self-talk. We white people are incapable of soothing ourselves and feeling safe in the presence of black bodies. Mm. We are not just physically vulnerable. We are also emotionally helpless when we are around black bodies. Mm. White fragility is a reflexive, protective response. A way for the white body to avoid experiencing the pain of its historical trauma inflicted by other white bodies. Oof. Many white Americans need to be confronted firmly and compassionately on their white fragility. Much of that fragility is a trauma-driven, lizard-brain defensiveness that quickly fights, flees from, or freezes out all such caring confrontation. There is only one way through this stalemate. White Americans must accept, explore, and mend their centuries-old trauma around oppression and victimization. Mm. Whiteness does not equal fragility. Nope. That's a dodge created by white fragility itself. Yep. It's a way for white Americans to avoid the responsibility of soothing themselves, Facts. metabolizing their own historical and secondary trauma, accepting and moving through clean pain, and growing up. Growing the hell up. Please let Kathy Griffin give Abigail Elphick the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> Let Chelsea Handler get in on this, too. I know she got something. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. That's right. Chris Rock got anything to say? I ain't scared of No, that... God damn it. Crack ass! Crack there you go, Chris. <laughs> that Chris. I'm talking to both Chris's. Okay? Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, Stephen A. Smith, you have a clip of what Stephen A. Smith said, brother? Let's play what Stephen A. Smith said. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. Let's open up the phone lines. What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Stephen A. Smith basically said, the uh, international player uh, does not speak English. He needs an interpreter, and he feels like that can hurt the game of baseball. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Stephen A. Smith. He was trending yesterday after some comments he made. Let's hear what he said. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What do you think of his comments? We'll start with you, Yee. What do you think? 
Um, well, I didn't like what he said at the end. That other people should be the face and it shouldn't be Shohei Otani. But I will say this. I looked it up and he does speak English. He actually, there's a speech that he gave uh, in front of a live audience in English just a couple of years ago. And then I was looking at another thing, um, Ichiro Suzuki. And he actually explained why he uses a translator back in 2011. He said that uh, we have to connect to our fans through the media. And when you talk about that, it's got to come from your heart. And when it comes from your heart, it has to be absolutely consistent. There's a big risk you take without an interpreter because as professional baseball players, we are here to perform baseball, not to learn a language. And I think the other problem with Stephen A. Smith also said to learn English because it's easy. Right. Uh, later on during during first take. And so people had an issue with that also. Mm. Well, first of all, let me tell you that I hate baseball. That's first and foremost. Okay, it was way more exciting when everybody was on steroids. That's number one. But I don't know if what Stephen A. said was offensive because I've heard this same rhetoric before. Um, I've heard it in regards to the boxers. You know, I love boxing. Um, I've heard it in regards to Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. They say that if they spoke English, they'd be the you know biggest you know boxing stars in the world. Um, I, I still think Canelo kind of is personally. Um, and I have also feel like I've heard commentators say that if some of the European stars in the NBA were white American, they would be bigger. So I, I understand what Stephen A was was attempting to say, but I would have to talk to somebody who's offended by what he said to get a better understanding of of why they feel like, you know, the things he said was offensive. Look at all the Twitter comments. Somebody said that Shohei Otani is responsible for the ten highest viewed regular season games this year. And they said he shouldn't be con- he should he shouldn't be considered a face of baseball because he needs an interpreter. Kindly piss off. That's what somebody said. I mean, it's easy to say that, but um, I mean, aren't base aren't baseball ratings down? Like, yes. haven't have TV viewership numbers and believe, stuff been believe, low for baseball? I, I mean, that, that, that's another point Stephen A. Smith made. I don't know why the reason for that is, but I mean, if there is these superstars in the league and there's a disconnect between them and the audience, that could be a reason. I mean, they're all they're all stars, but in my opinion, watching baseball and and watching the kids watch the sport. To me, there are no super duper stars. Like when you think of Derek Jeter, he was a super duper star that these kids wanted to be. When you think of, um, you know, you could go back to Don Mattingly, Mark McGuire, uh, Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds. These was kids that I don't see that now. Well, they say this guy, what's the brother's name that we talking about? Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean, they say numbers-wise, his talent is through the roof. But you, but you don't know the brother's name, and he's one of the biggest. But I players. hate baseball. But you know Derek Jeter. You heard of Derek Jeter before? You heard because of all Mattingly. the chicks he smashed. You heard of Don Mattingly? You heard? Never of, heard of Don Mattingly. You, you he used lying. the whole Soul Train. Yo, shut up! You're a liar. Well, he used the whole Soul Train. Barry Bonds. Jose yeah, Canseco, of course I heard Barry Bonds because of the because of the Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, because the chicks he with. I don't watch baseball. But you heard old school. He's not, but he's not the person to be exactly. asking. Exactly. I'm old school. I'm David Justice and Ron Ten times he doesn't but, watch but, baseball. But why? David used to date Holly Berry. You, Ron was short like me. And I used to, I'm from South Carolina. Well, I used to watch Anderson. the Braves all the time. Oakland Athletics. Okay, see? He used to steal a lot of bases. You liked him because he shake, he, shake, he did a little shaky shake on his butt. Nah, I, 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 just, I thought the Oakland Athletics jerseys was dope. I hate you, man. Let's I go, did. So I used to watch the A's sometime when they was on. Jose Canseco, Ricky Henderson. Who else used to be on the A's? You know, forget it. Let's go to the phone line. King Griffey Jr., right? No. Who Hello, he played for? This? Oh, the Seahawks. No, the Maguire. The, the Mariners, man. There you go. Seattle. <laughs> I hate him. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, we out here. We out here. You see me. I got my South Carolina State yeah, mask on know. today. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> but yeah, man, on, on the Stephen A. thing, uh, baseball is the whitest sport, and it has the oldest fans. 
And all he was saying is somebody who needs an interpreter may not be marketable to the oldest, whitest fans in America. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> No, that's a good point. I, I, you know, it's so funny. I learned that on ESPN yesterday. The baseball is like a hundred plus years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they, and the average, uh, the average age of their fan is fifty-seven. Yeah, and, and he, baseball, yeah. They'll throw, they'll throw a, a ninety-five mile per hour fastball at your head if you look at a home run too long. They got like uh, stupid unwritten rules and stuff. And then like y'all in New York, I heard he say Hideki Matsui. He was big. But he was never bigger than Derek Z. But that's that's my point. I'm saying like a lot of these players are big because they are super duper stars and they are pitched to be that way. Like Derek Jeter was the face of baseball, you know? I don't know. People are acting like he Shohei Otani is one of the faces of baseball now, no? He, but he's that because of his talent, not because right. he's Shouldn't it be? Okay. I get what you're saying. All right. So you so you you don't see nothing wrong with what Stephen A. Smith said. I, I mean, it, it's just the way he said it. He wasn't saying that you can't be a big superstar and be Japanese. He's just saying the the majority of the sport, which is the white people, might not gravitate towards you because you need an interpreter. Because that's right. not white people. But you know, he speaks English. He does, but he he majority uses an interpreter. Each row, each row can speak English too, but right. majority of the time he uses an interpreter because you know it was it was for his fan base. And he wanted to show Japanese people that you know it's okay. To speak your language, which is cool, but the white people who mostly fun the sport might not rock with it. English is a hard a language. To, I think English is the hardest language to learn too, because we don't have no rules. Like they oh, always yeah, say, that true. it's not consistent. Okay, thank that's, you. Man. That's a, that's a great point. Hello, who's this? This is Andrew. Andrew, what's up, man? What did you think of what Stephen A. Smith said? Man, I think it's a bad take. I, I get where he's coming from. An international player not speaking English in America, that can be difficult, but you got to support those players. He's a star. He's a superstar. There's not a player like him right now. and It's just a bad take overall. Okay. Well, I, I, since Thank you, you watch baseball, I want to know what's the disconnect. Why are baseball ratings dropping? And I think, I mean, baseball fans, I think, honestly, I'm, I'm a white American. I think it's white America. I think... A lot of them don't support players like that, but I think when you have an undeniable star like that, it's, it's hard to deny that. But I think and that's what Stephen A. Smith was saying. You know what I mean? But do you, do you have a Derek Jeter jersey? I actually think I, I, I do not. I got a Joey Votto one. I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's what Stephen A. messed up because he was beating around the bush. What he wanted to say was white fans aren't going to support. The Asian and Latino players. International players. International players. But, you know, they said that ratings went up during the pandemic for Major League Baseball. Mm. And they said there was a change in Nielsen, and that also contributed to it looking like the numbers are down. I I did hear Stephen A. say that yesterday, too. He was talking about how baseball has an older demo, and they're not bringing in anybody younger. 800-585-1051. We're talking about these comments that Stephen A. Smith said. Let's play them right fast. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. What are your thoughts? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. I know it, man. I know it, man. I know it, Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Stephen A. Smith and these uh, comments that he said. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. 
But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. So we're just taking your call and, and seeing what your thoughts are. Hello, who's this? Hello? Yeah, man, it's Corey from Brooklyn. Corey, good morning. We're talking about Stephen A. Smith. What, what, what were your thoughts on what he said? I mean, I know he can say some pretty outlandish things, but I agree with him. I mean, if you're thinking about trying to market a baseball player in like a commercial or something, and he can't speak English, that's going to sound crazy. Like, I know what he's talking about. I think he can speak. He can speak English, by the way. But I think when you're trying to answer like off the cuff questions, you don't want to say the wrong thing, and you want to make sure you're speaking from your heart. So it's better for them to have an interpreter. But I also uh -huh. seen a lot of international players that can't speak English do commercials, and the commercials are still fire. Though. Yeah, because you can do a commercial because it's already like you know what you have to say. Yeah, but when you practice the lines and stuff, I just feel like it, it'll sound better from an English speaking player, like what he was saying. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, your wordplay matters. You. I mean, look at somebody like um, Conor McGregor. He gets his ass kicked all the time, but he can talk crazy. You but, know what I'm saying? But I will also say this, and this is just being honest, right? When you're playing a sport, a lot of the times you look at players that are, are, are from your background that, that are, are like you, right? That's the reason why, as a kid, I promoted, I, I you know, rooted for Mike Tyson, and I rooted for Floyd Mayweather. They are from my area, my, not my no, area, they're but they're black. So I root for all black people. First of all, you're Dominican. I you should be the biggest yeah. baseball fan in Same this room. All I know is, but, but they're right. and Ricky Henderson because they were black. That, that's Why what, didn't you root for none of your Dominican brothers? I'm not Dominican. Same but the truth is, if anybody's really great and amazing at a sport. I'm just telling you what I rooted for as a kid. That's not true, ye. You're right. You, you, I mean, it should be that it way, should be, but, but it's not that way. That's what it sadly. was. Sadly. Because that, that, like I said yesterday, I was talking about Conor McGregor. I said it used to be a time where the talent used to make you a draw. Correct. That sadly doesn't make you a draw anymore. Not in this era. It's sad, but it is what it is. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Angela from Brooklyn. Hey, hey that's what I'm talking Brooklyn. about. Two of us. Good morning. Shout out to the Mets, Pete Alonzo, home run derby. Okay. What's, what's your, what's your <laughs> comment? So my comment is um, the face of baseball has changed over the years where it was predominantly white and you know Hispanic. Now there are more races getting involved. Hell, the Mets have a pitcher, Marcus Stroman, who is Zurag on pitches. So would Stephen A. have something to say about that? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like and I said a before, as a, kid, as a kid, I root for people fan, that clearly. look like me that I, that I felt came from the place that I came from. That's who I always root so for. You should be rooting for and baseball even more I'm now. Being, I'm being serious <laughs> because Dominicans like, are but, dominating like, the sport. But, but, like, as a kid, you never seen black pitchers. So when you seen a black pitcher. All the black people rooted for the black pitcher. I thought you was a catcher. But I thought y'all no, was just you, saying man. baseball was a white sport and mostly white people it watch is, it. It's mostly a white sport. So when you see a black player, everybody in the black black people root for that black player. A lot, right. a lot of Japanese people are rooting for these Japanese players. Right. There's nothing too, wrong with that. Angela, I, Angela, I think you and uh, a couple other callers really made me understand the problem here. Stephen A. Smith should have just said what it was. All these old white bigots who love baseball won't support Asian and Latino players, the international players. But he is still responsible for the 10 most watched games of the season, so somebody's watching. Don't, like, don't get it twisted. He gets busy. He's they a are watching him. But Ratings know. are down in Major League Baseball, though. Even though the, those might have been the most watched games, ratings are down. But I really do, I, 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 I agree with, you know, a lot of the callers. Baseball, a lot of baseball fans are racist. 
You know what I mean? And making baseball great again is making baseball white again. And I will That's say what this, they want. what I learned about being in America, when you travel to other countries and everybody speaks different languages, we don't do that here. We act like everybody just got to learn English all the time. Yeah. Right. Well, as you can see on this breakfast club, our English ain't the best to pay either. No bueno. See? Who? You! Who English ain't good? Say shrimp. He said, who shrimp. English ain't I'm from good. South Carolina. I, I'm, I'm speaking my native tongue. That's not no native tongue. Shrimp straight strong. See? Okay. Like said, Angela, you have a good morning. Thank you. I'm out of here. Not you. The <laughs> Angela on the phone. All right. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and we are going to talk about Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. He got two-year probation for child endangerment charges, and we actually have the audio from their Zoom court session. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Ah, ha, ha. You know, I love when I learn something from this show, man. What you learn? You know, we were talking about Stephen A. Smith uh, and his comments about the baseball player yes. last hour. You know, I, I really learned a lot. Baseball is the oldest sport in America, and, you know, like most old systems in America, it's inherently racist. And some fans of baseball are old bigots who won't support foreign players. Mm-hmm. And making baseball great again is making baseball white again. Mm. So I understand why people were... Offended. Yeah. Yep. All right. I get it. And that's why Stephen A. Smith did apologize. And by the way, I don't know if that's the main reason why people were offended, but that's what I learned. That's what you got from Talking to, you know, listeners this morning. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's go. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, August 27th is the 25th anniversary of Outkast's AT Aliens album. Are you excited now. for that? Come on, man. That's Outkast. Mm-hmm. God's in the game. Dropping the clues bombs for Andre 3000 and Big Boy, damn it. And they are celebrating 25 years with a limited edition anniversary bundle. That includes a 4LP 12-inch vinyl, mm-hmm. a glow-in-the-dark 45 from uh, Get On Down Tweets coming August 27th, mm-hmm. and you can pre-order that now. So, Is there a group who did it better than Outkast? A hip-hop group. Meaning that, um, you know, not just musically, but even the way that, you know, they, I guess they kind of exited on their own terms. At least Three Stacks did, right? Mm. He left on a high note. Yeah, Three Stacks did. Yeah. Um, I can't, I mean, is there a group that did it better? Outcast has never given us a whack album. Mm-hmm. Not even a subpar album. What about Lauren Hill exited on a high note? Well, I mean, I said groups. I don't know. Well, she well, was, in the was a group. Yeah. yeah. But they broke up. That's yeah, how they did yeah, it. But they yeah, broke yeah. up, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have to Mm-mm. think about that mm-hmm. one. All right. And Pop Smoke's second album uh, title has been announced and it's coming out July 16th. It's called Faith, by the way. So. Let's make sure we get ready for that. That's on Friday. That's Friday. Right? That's Friday. Yeah. Is 50 EP in that one? I thought he was at one time, then I didn't hear his name anymore. I'm not sure. I just saw that uh, Steven Victor posted it. Okay. And I'm, there's also a, a trailer that was announced last week, too. I'm nervous about this one. Why? Because you know how posthumous album, albums are. And this is his second. What, am I saying it right? Posthumous. I wanted to say hummus, but post, I know that wasn't Posthumous right. was not the word, but go ahead. What I is the word? I didn't know the word either. That's why I just let oh, you go. Well, post hummus. You know what I mean? You know how these albums usually are. Right. And he already put out one. Does he have enough material for. Do they have enough material for a second one? Uh, let's hope so. Mm. I mean, the first one was popping, so we don't, know, we don't know how much music he recorded either. Mm, that's true. All right, and Mattel has released a Naomi Osaka Barbie doll, and it's already sold out, by the way. I really wanted to get that one, too. So she posted, I first teamed up with Barbie in 2019, and today we're introducing the Barbie role model, Naomi Osaka doll. I hope every child is reminded that they can be and do anything. Yeah, I would have loved to get that doll, too, for my kids. 
All right, now let's talk about Drake Bell from Drake and Joss. He was given two years of probation and a suspended one-year jail sentence in the courtroom yesterday in Cleveland. It was actually a Zoom uh, courtroom appearance, and the victim has actually testified. So this is how people know what went down. Because Put a lot of people, in your meter! I know, I got to do my meter. But this is how people know what went down. It was a um, She gave her whole statement on how they met each other and how he was calculating and preyed on her and sexually abused her. She said he is a monster and a dangerous to children. Here she is. My aunt took me to the Odeon Concert Club to watch him perform. That night, the defendant took me backstage to be alone with him. He started kissing me and the night ended and him having me perform oral sex on him twice. I idolized and looked up to him and he took that and broke it in the most sickening way possible. He is the epitome of evil. I deserved better than to be used for his sick desires and for my suffering to be used for his amusement. Jared Drake Bell is a pedophile, and that is his legacy. Now, he also spoke during this plea deal. Here's what he said. Your Honor, I I just want to say today that I accept this plea because my conduct was wrong. I'm sorry that the victim was harmed in any way, but that was obviously not my intention. I have taken this matter very, very seriously. And again, I just want to apologize to her and... and, uh, anyone else who may have been affected by my actions. All right. So like I said, he was given two years of probation and a suspended one year jail sentence in that courtroom. You can watch the whole thing. It's available online. Now, his lawyer, Ian Friedman, said in a statement that his guilty plea and sentence reflect conduct for which he did accept responsibility, but that the victim's allegations that went beyond that which all parties agreed not only lack supporting evidence, but are contradicted by the facts learned through extensive investigation. As the court made clear, this plea was never about sexual misconduct or sexual relations with any person, let alone a minor so uh, that's that case all right i'm angela yee and that is your rumor report all right thank you miss yee now revolt we'll see you tomorrow everybody else let's get to the mix it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same if summer is inspiring you to be a little bit healthier audible is a great help check it out for guided meditations motivating podcasts and audiobooks on fitness and nutrition get your first audiobook free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club now we got a shout to willie d and scarface from the ghetto mob Boy, don't ever disrespect them wow. like that. Boys the ghetto boys, us. bro. Okay. I meant ghetto boys. Sorry I wasn't there I was for that face one. face Houston, you hear this guy? Uh, salute to Willie D and Scarface, though, man. Make Legends. sure, make sure you subscribe to that Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Um, they just actually put out a new episode yesterday. Or maybe this morning. I think it was yesterday with Dr. Boyce Watkins. The first episode has Jay Prince. second episode has Dr. Boyce Watkins. So salute to the ghetto boys, man. Willie D, Scarface. I, I love, I love, I love both them brothers for different reasons. You know what I mean? Willie D always uh, hits me up. You know, to check me if I need to be checked, or mm-hmm. just to encourage me. You know, when he sees me doing, you know, things that I should be doing. And, and Scarface, you know, he wrote the forward um, for my second book, Shook mm-hmm. One Anxiety, playing tricks on me because. You know, the subtitle is based off Mind Playing Tricks on Me. Because if you ever listen to that song, Mind Playing Tricks on Me, all of those brothers was dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. severe anxiety, you know, maybe some paranoid, schizophrenia, all of that. You know, so salute to them for always showing up for me. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now it's time to get up out of here. And I just want to thank everybody in New Orleans. You know, I was in New Orleans for the past few days for my Drink Fresh Juice product being in 20 Rouse's stores, and they've already placed a reorder, doubling okay. their first order. So Go. that's really exciting. Congrats and thank to you. you to my boy Larry Murrow at Treehouse. We had a nice event there with Delion and Ciroc just celebrating the juices because they are great as mixers as well. You know, why buy that premium liquor and mix it with nasty uh, mixers that are not good for you? So... That's all. I had a great time. Thank you, New Orleans. You know, I love it there. So And Angela Yee has a coffee that cures COVID. That's right. <laughs> coffee uplifts cup. people. Place your order. <laughs> and you can get that, COVID. by the way, in Whole Foods and Stop and Shop in New York and also in Rouse's in New Orleans as well. So that's exciting. All right. Well, you got a positive note, Charlemagne? I do, man. Uh, I saw this this morning on the homie Anita Kopak's page. You know, Anita Kopak, uh, her, her, her book, Shallow Waters, uh, comes out August 3rd on Black Privilege Publishing. But I saw her repost something from uh, Heels and Clutch, and I love this because it's all about accountability. Real self-love is when you start calling yourself out on your own in order to grow. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 